Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you, live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? A lifestyle. The a lifestyle. lifestyle. Our lifestyle. lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? Always good, man. Always good. Just finished up my first my first solo urban fiction novel. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's uh, it's edited. It's ready to go. I can't wait. Like the cover is so dope. I like the cover saying? better than yeah. the book. No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Did you read the uh, edited version? No, because yeah. I told you my I just oh right I right, didn't right, get my right. shit back yet, so yeah. I'm not uh, reading it off the phone. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't like that and and I um Animal Instinct two Attila, two that's jungles the, that's done. That is uh, real, I really like that book. Um, I'm getting that edited. I'm waiting to get that edited because I've been I've been uh going back tweaking it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Making sure. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, really yeah. I wrote it. The, the way I wrote it is from a, a cinematic point of view. And yeah, I, yeah, I can say that. Yeah, I wrote I it from a cinematic that. point of view because Animal Would Instinct. Would you not be yeah, my brother? I'm saying if I wrote Right, right, it, yeah. Because yeah. Animal Instinct, the Urban Jungle, will be, a, it's going to be something special, the animated, what, what we going to do with it, the, with the animated version. But Animal Instinct 2, whatever the big screen is, that's yeah, where that's, that's going. Cool. Like, like, and... I'm happy, I, I'm happy I invested in that early. Yeah, yeah, you invested in one. Uh, okay, you okay. ain't invested in the franchise. You invested okay, in Animal see, Instinct, the Urban Jungle. Because I, I was about to tell you though, I was about to tell you, no matter who put it out or whoever, like say Disney want to do it, whatever money they give me, I'm putting it back in there so I can own fifty one percent. Actually fifty two. I'm gonna get fifty two percent and then work like that. Like yeah. I'm always gonna be the majority owner uh -huh. in that. You know what I'm saying? So how the lifestyle been treating you? Well, it's gonna treat me a lot better if I can buy into that. 52%. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I, I'm just it's family saying. first. You know yeah, what I'm saying. I got to I gotta run it by Shelby first. Look, I got to make that clear yeah, yeah, when yeah, it's recorded. Yeah. Because so this. Uh, so, what's actually special about Animal Instinct Two: A Tale of Two Jungles is I'm introducing my daughter as an author because yeah. ever since she I, re, I, I read Animal Instinct One to her and and so she tell me these stories about the characters and what like if they, they did developed. this? Yeah. What if they did that? Yeah. So I took some of the stuff she asked me about and put it in the book. So it's actually award winning author S. L. Jackson introducing Shelby Leah. So I got it. Like so this is this is our project and yeah. we gotta she got it. She might be like yeah. I want Uncle AJ. Well, the project the book's the always y'all. Uh, it personal. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, personal. I'm only in, interested in after the book. Yeah, you feel yeah. what I'm saying. So because I always want that to be uh, family. What far yeah. y'all would start her uh, legacy as far as uh, y'all building family stuff. So I never. I mean, I read the books first. I think I'd be the first person to read. Literally, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't give no input or anything, but I do that just because. Right. right. I hey, but you know what? I want you to start doing though, man. Like, if you see like some major issues with like the flow of the story, or I will do that. that. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying. But we kind of think the same. So like, right, I feel right, like right. one. <coughs> you good? When man, I'm reading good. shit that you wrote. It's like yeah, I understand. It, yeah, you feel yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, but yeah, that ain't, yeah. uh, nevertheless, uh, so we got a guest today. Definitely, definitely. You got a word before we get into that? Yes, I do have a word. Let me see. Um, I'm gonna go with holler phrase, yeah, which is a word would. functioning as a phrase or sentence as imperative. So go, 
Mediocracy Uh, Mediocracy is a system in which a person's progress Is based on ability and talent Rather than class, privilege, and wealth You know what I'm saying? I say merocracy Like mediocracy is like That's what I was thinking Like yo that that don't even I I put it in the That's how you Merocracy (laughs) because the nigga be in the dictionary. Read, yeah, that's, yeah. Why I signed it out. Yeah, yeah. that's why I wrote it like that in the sound out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I hope yeah. somebody how to read. Right Me too, now. man. Five year old. So yeah, she four. Yeah, yeah. So we got a guest, man. And like I like to say that the booking email actually works. It definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the booking email works. This uh, young brother hit me up on the booking email. Uh, I told him, hey, man, when we doing our scheduling for the, the next month, yo, we go get you in. You know what you do. Appreciate uh, that. He had a single coming up, you know, uh, uh, Groundhog's Day. Uh, we listened to that too, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Uh, what but, I want to say, though, is he had one of the better bios that I have ever seen. Read. Because like Yo I write bios You know what I'm saying And that's a service That anybody that want to get at me I'll write you a bio I'll give you 250 words or you, you know what I'm saying But Two revisions Yeah People do not Take that serious to me Like if you are in, in Whatever you do If you're the CEO Of whatever company You work at or whatever Like your bio Has to explain something About you Like people just really I rap and they want you to yeah. go off of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I just wanted to commend you. Like, yo, he had a great bio that wasn't actually, it was centered around him and not the music. Like, like it was telling you who he was. Then it started telling you the reason for the music. And that actually helped me understand it more because I read the bio first before I even, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But so let's get into it. Introduce yourself, bro. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Jay Maurice. Uh, I am from the east side of Detroit uh, around the, Mac and St. Jean area. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Tough east side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We gonna uh, get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, just been making music since probably since I was thirteen. So um y'all know how old I am. So that's probably like uh two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. Um That's how crazy. <laughs> Two thousand yeah. dollars. I've been out of high school for nine years. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm only. Uh, I turned twenty seven this year. So. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my oldest son, twenty seven. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said you're from the east side. You say mm-hmm. what streets? Mac uh, and Saint Jean. Mac, Mac and Saint Jean. Let's area, talk right about growing up. Plant. Yeah, let's talk about that and the effects that that Chrysler plant actually had on your neighborhood. You know what uh, I'm saying? By the time I was born, it was already vacant. Okay. Um, okay. My, from my, well, my mom tell me all my uncles and, and used to work at that plant. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, I think uh, when, you know, Chrysler and, and all the car companies left the city, it kind of just called. They left that life. building there and they didn't tear that down. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, now they, yeah, yeah. So pretty much my whole life, it was just driving over that, driving over that bridge and um, just seeing just nothing. Right, right. Just vacant lives, so empty houses. What was that life like on Mac? You know? Uh, I mean, for me, my mom kind of kept me out of stuff, I'll be honest. Um, so it was more so me just observing. Right. I, yeah. I kind of, like, compare myself to the way Kendrick said, good, good, what is it, good, good city? Good kid, man, good, city. Yeah, that's kind of like how I was, where I saw everything, but I didn't personally get involved in that. That's just what that's good. Getting. So how did she yeah. keep you out of stuff? Because that's a, that's a, like, so this is a worldwide show. And then keep show. saying, mine, where was, where, where was, was that? that? Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, what, what was the question? Well, well I, ha- I was about to ask a question, but okay, then no. we both settled on a question that where was dad? Because you keep saying Because you keep mind. saying mom. Oh, true, true, true. Okay, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, so my dad was in my life uh, in the early years, but when him and my mom broke up, 
he kind of had to figure some things out on his own. He stayed in contact, but he wasn't living with us, okay. and he couldn't visit as much. He ended up, uh, before he passed, he ended up settling in Port Huron. Port Huron. So every once in a while, I would you know go up there to visit him for the summer or something. You got siblings? No, only child. Okay. okay. So uh, before we even go further, uh, you said he had to figure some things out. And uh, now that you were an adult male figuring some things out, how, how do you actually feel about that? Because one thing I know that if I ever had to figure things out as a father, I'm figuring out how to make sure I'm a present father. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't present, but based on what you just said, you said, I saw him here and there. You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel about that? Now that you going from living together. Yeah. Because that, that, that you're figuring things out as an adult male. Um, to be honest, I never really had any bad feelings towards my father. That's and good, man. Just because he always made sure to call. And um, I guess for me, that was enough. I know yeah, maybe yeah. for some people that's not. Right. It was, an, it, it was, was it satisfied you. And, yeah. and uh, he came around enough to where I never forgot his face or, yeah, you know, yeah. his You ain't see him at the store like, damn, that look like my pop. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it'd be, it, it, it be like shit that. like that. Like, I remember, you remember one time we was, uh, it was senior skip day and we was on Bella. And, you know, it be, this was a thing back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, all the seniors yeah. would go 20, to 20 years ago. This was right. Thing. This was a thing, right? So and uh, everybody's school would go. And every oh, week. all went together. Yeah, right. So every week it was somebody senior skip day. So, like, so we went to so we went to school in Romulus, right? Okay. So that pri- it might not be our senior skip day, but it's Cass, Cody, and we all, everybody. So I remember, I don't know if you remember, but we was at senior skip day one day, and, this, and it was a guy, like, picking up cans or whatever and this chick just stopped and looked and she looked again and she looked again and she went over there and started talking to him and when she came back she was like that's my daddy wow. you know what i'm saying that's crazy that's crazy so it'd be like that so i can i can understand what you say with well, yo I, at least i recognize this yeah, guy yeah, like, yeah. you know what i'm saying i hear his voice i know it's him you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so i kind of had to be rough growing up a, a, a only child oh yeah it wasn't great yeah, because you got, I mean, you got friends and stuff. There's nothing like you talking to some twins. We nigga. twins, man. We've yeah. been together forever, like yeah, since forever. before forever. Yeah. You know what I'm my, saying? My earliest memory, and my daughter laughing me about this, my earliest memory is us in the womb trying to get comfortable because it was two of us in there. That's my that's, earliest memory. That's and, and, I, and, I, and I kind of can remember that. That's my like, earliest memory. And it was even crazier about that. We never got comfortable because we were born by a C section because of the way we were positioned because we mm-hmm. used to move so much trying to get comfortable. When I was born, I pissed in the doctor's face, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how was that growing up, like, an only child? Like, did you have, like, close cousins or, like... Yeah, actually, my my the cousins I grew up with lived across the street, and I had okay. an aunt that lived across the street, but, like, adjacent to yeah. my right. cousins. But I would say it wasn't great growing up because although I had people. Damn, man, I got me, an only child, man. Like, like I got my daughter's yeah. an only child, man. Well, so I, about don't, him. I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, where you live now, but, like, in my neighborhood... It's just vacant. So, like, not only are you an only child, you don't got neighborhood kids to play with. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no community center to walk to. Right. Yeah. All the, so, you the, really just being alone. Literally in the house. If it wasn't for video games, like, I would have just been staring at a wall. So, what video games do you play? Uh, So, my generation, I would, my first one I got was uh, Nintendo 64. Okay. Yeah. And so, I was playing Mario Kart. I was playing Spider-Man. I was playing uh, wrestling, WWE. Yeah. Um, And then, after that, I got an Xbox, the original and I was playing some of everything. So, do you still play? No. See, after the Xbox, that's when I fell off and got into music. Right. Okay, and okay. we go. So, it was something else that I uh, that I found particular interesting in your bio. You said you were a product of the effects of the city's bankruptcy 
after yeah. the you know what I'm saying? So like what did your mom work at the plant or something? No, no. It's it's more so just like I was just saying where like because of how poor the city was and I was in I wanna say I was in eighth or ninth grade when the whole Kwame Kilpatrick thing happened. Yeah. So those two things combined and then the whole nation was going through some type of depression. So when all of that was happening, it was just, you know, I'm saying like there was, was no money. It. I was seeing there was no money for like the cops to come. You call the cops to take an hour and a half for right, them to come. Right. You the, really the grass was the city. Tall, the grass down. was as tall as I was in the vacant lots and Right, you know, and this is a, prime real estate to snatch a only kid that is on a yeah. And they was finding bodies and lots and stuff. Yeah. And it was yeah. It was so. just, that sounds horrible, man. And that's the reality of what you grew up in. You yeah, know and, and for someone like me, like a creative, when you always in your head, you don't really have a lot to draw from. So right. that's kind of what need I mean. the inspiration. Yeah, right. so it was more so just like, man, I'm not only am I bored, I'm like unmotivated. Right. And the thing is, like, even if your household isn't poor, when you look around, you can only see disparity. Like, like I could be, we could be financially good, but then you think like, but if we were, wouldn't we just move? You feel right, what I'm right, saying? Like, yeah, wouldn't we right, just like, move? But the 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 reality of that is. Having money in a city at, like Detroit at the time is not having money because as Detroit got poorer, the other cities got richer because yeah. people were moving. Everybody, was but moving. but see, but saying? that was by design, though, yeah, right? Because uh, like um, all the Section Eight mothers and all of that, right? They all got out of Detroit, went to Romulus, Taylor, Westland, Wayne, Wayne, Warren, Warren, uh, Ipsy, stuff like that, where they take this Section 8, right? So all of that did was leave a bunch of vacant houses, a bunch of stuff to get tore down. This is the beginning of gentrification, but it's presented to you in a democratic package as growth and opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be growth and opportunity for someone. For somebody, right. But but it's presented like it's for you. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, yeah, you don't want to live in the city. It's bad. The grass is tall as your kids Get up out of here Go to Westland Get you You know what I'm saying Good schools Yeah good school All of the trappings of And then they come back And buy the city And they turn the city back white And I'm not mad at them for that Because I'm a capitalist And that's business What I am mad at though Is black people keep Falling for the banana In the tailpipe Because like uh, This is not a political show I, I, I don't really talk politics But like How many times Could you let one person Fuck you over Knowing you're getting Fucked over And continue to get Fucked yeah, over Like as a up. people You like Come on man Y'all fell for this They fell for that then They fell for that then This is the same Administration The, the same rules Of the administration That's doing this to you You know what I'm saying So, so how did you draw Inspiration from, from those that? Yeah. Because you hip hop bro like straight up, yeah. Like, like, like when I when I read your bio, I'm like, let me check this out. And this is like, this is it made you want to press play. You yeah, know? yeah, yo. I mean, like, so okay. Of course, we want to be uh, in tune with the people we come in and sit and talk to. Mm-hmm. But when you come and sit and talk to us, it's kind of it's really not about what you do. It's why who you, you do it. Yeah, who are right. you to do this? But reading a bio written so well uh the presentation that's dope dope. the presentation was well like you stayed on it you know what i'm saying like hey i'm just making sure you know what i'm saying but you know i mean you hit me up monday when i already put on my calendar to hit you up thursday you see what i'm saying but you stand you stand like so i'm like yo i I like this young cat let me press play let me see what right right and then like like, and then the music matched the 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 person is coming across yeah, you know yeah, that's saying? what I'm about. If that. I would have turned your shit on, man, and you would have been talking gang, gang, gun, drugs. I would have had to meet you to see: Are you like being? <laughs> really, are you yeah. being professional when you reach out, or are you being phony to the crap? Music, yeah. You feel I what I'm saying? That. I don't 
getting either one of those. I feel like you were being who you are, and it shows in your craft. I appreciate you that. feel yeah. what I'm saying. So when you draw on this inspiration, like what are you drawing on? Uh, honestly, so I, I consider my music to be what I call reality raps. Yeah. And because I don't have, I didn't have a lot of inspiration. I just literally just write what I'm experiencing in the moment. I had to learn how to just center myself. And so that, that is what Groundhog Day is, is literally describing the day in the life of, of what I was going through at the right. time. Yeah, you fucking hate your job. Yeah, yeah basically, wrong yeah, yeah. Or just, and, yeah, Groundhog's Day is a reference. If people don't know, it's a reference to the movie that every day he wake up and it's the same day every day. Yeah, you go you to just, the same stupid job. You actually tuna take fish. the same path. You feel what I'm saying? You use the, the same, same bathroom. Yeah, all that. Like, I only use the bathroom on the fifteenth floor. You yeah, it, it's Stuff shit like, like that. that. Yeah, you that's why I, you know, like to switch it up, man. You know, sometimes I smoke weed before I go to work. Other times I take gummies, man. But you know what I'm just saying? Either way, but it's still a groundhog. It's still a groundhog. Yeah, because when it's gummy day, you ever trick yourself into thinking that. Because one day you took gummies as opposed to smoking, that like it was you different. Did something different. Yeah, it, I, I lied to myself. It wasn't a trick. It was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still was in that bitch for twelve and a half hours. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, what type of work do you do? Uh, well, I work in logistics right now, but yeah. I come from like a customer service background, retail. I can yeah. see why you would hate that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I work in logistics right now because I'm, I'm I stay in Chicago, so. It's, that's like the, the That's freight. a dangerous place man You safe out there man Yeah it's, it's not I don't think it's as dangerous Is it they trying to make it But yeah. I, yeah. You know what I don't think I don't think innocent people Are being harmed And yeah. when I say innocent Like okay If we from the neighborhood And my If I'm gangbanging Or I'm with the shit And we from the neighborhood And my sister Has been with the shit before And then she get hit In some shit that happened And it might not have Nothing to do with that But she done played a role In some shit before She's not innocent to me you know right. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's just like karma or Yeah, universe. but I don't hear a lot of innocent people being hit or or taken. But it's still wild, everywhere crazy. dangerous yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, the I mean, Midwest cities. Honestly, yeah. in Chicago, if you got to go out your way to find it, yeah, if you're yeah. not already, if you're not yeah. accepting that right. And I think like when okay, so uh, sometime like I used to live in Florida and I used to live in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, I remember I had got there on January eighth this. Cause I lived there a couple of times I had got there on January 8th And uh, by January like 20th Like somebody had been killed every single day Every mm. single day that year Starting on January 1st But I got there January 8th But to, to January 20th Somebody had been killed every single day Right But I was nowhere around that Now at this time in my life Back where I'm from I was involved in shit, but mm-hmm. when I get here, I'm I'm nobody me, know me. Nobody yeah, know yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. go to work every day. I just live a different life when I'm out here. So I'm not I'm I'm not even worried it's about what you it. in tune it's, with. right. It's, I, I only know because I'm watching the news, but I'm not in that shit. But if you was looking for it, you would. Right. Yeah, I, I would go way out your yeah, way to right. get it. I lived downtown by the beach, and I, well, I live this time by the beach. Like we where we sitting, the beach is right here. I'm not going out my way to get involved so a, in that shit. shit. I'm yeah. shopping here. I'm eating here. I'm looking here. I don't even want to see that shit. Why? Because when I'm back at the crib, that's, that's all I, I see. see. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel like I just don't like you know it's presented the same way how Detroit was presented. You feel me? And what these things be and people, I, I just got hip to this. Those be smear campaigns against the city. So a show like Chicago PD is actually scaring people out the city. Mm-hmm. Is scaring tourists off because they want something to do. Now, to us, it's just a good ass show, right? But it's like, no. Because remember, they had that show, Detroit 187. 
And we was yeah, like, yeah. oh, it had music from Detroit artists. Oh, this shit was cold. It was on ABC. This was a national show. But they was lobbying to get that shit stopped because this is the same time that on your side of town, the grass is growing taller than you. Mm. And it's being shot by the old plant. No, get this shit out of here because that's scaring the, the money, money away. We get. Yeah, that's scaring the, the away. people who decided to stay because you stay and you can think it out. So, do you ended up in Chicago for work or you? you uh, so I went there for college. Okay, okay so uh, what so college? Basically, Loyola. No, I went to uh, Columbia College, Chicago. It's okay. an art school. Yeah. So basically, I was like, my whole life, I was just like, first opportunity I get, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. So, so I you use a draw too. No, no, no. I went, I went there for audio engineering. Okay. 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 Yeah. So it's, I, it's an arts school. Arts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they so got that's film, part of it. Like photography. Yeah, they yeah. got the whole thing. So it's basically like a full sale type of thing. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I was trying to go there actually, but that was too expensive. So I ended up and in Chicago. Do, okay. So do Columbia, did they have like student housing and stuff? Yep. Okay. Full yep, sale. Yep. Don't. That's why full sale. So it's so expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And Orlando is fucking Disney World. So everything yeah, 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 around yeah. there is, yeah. So you always been. Like wanted to do this, like something with the with the entertainment to go to school for arts. Uh, I w- I'm not gonna say always. I, I'm I always felt like I had something to say. Yeah, because you know, being an only child, I spent a lot of time just inside my own head. And I, I like to tell people because I think it's true that I figured myself out pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just sitting there staring at a wall. Yeah. You're thinking like, okay, this is what I like. This, this is, is what, what I want to be. Like, this yeah. is what I represent. Yeah. This is what I believe in. And that's actually great because. It, it take a lot of people a long time Like I, I'm married I've been married uh, Coming up on 14 years uh, And I'm only 38 So that's a long time Right But I told my wife Like I felt like My relationship with this One particular woman Is when I can pinpoint I started to figure out Who I was By myself Personally Nothing to do with her But this is the same time I was figuring it, figuring it out And by this time I was 22 Mm-hmm. Right. So that can get volatile because when I'm trying to figure it out at 22, it's already things that I've done that could come back to haunt yeah, me, per 100%. se. If you figure it out when you 12 and shit, it's like I'm not even going to go down that path. Yeah. Actually, that's, yeah, not, that's, that's one of the main reasons why we didn't get involved in like too much street shit. Yeah. Because I kind of already knew like, yeah. And plus in my neighborhood, like the dope dealers and stuff, they wasn't. They didn't have flashy. Right. They was just barely was, making it. It was white tees and shorts, just like I was. So it was yeah. like you ain't. You just, basically, you, know, you putting yourself in at danger, risk of going yeah. to prison for small amounts of money, right? Because on the average, your I'd dope boy make like six hundred dollars a week, if that, if that. You know what I'm saying? Like I was listening to some, and a guy said, "Well, I used to work at uh, what do you say? Navy I used to work at Old Navy, and then they like when you start selling dope, uh, I quit Old Navy to sell dope. How much money did you make selling dope? About the same. It's I'm like, like oh, yeah, why would you do that? You know man. what I'm saying? So, how do you actually discover rap? Uh, I mean. Rap was always played on the radio, um, but I, I'll be honest. I, when I started to kind of get 11, 12, at that time, this is the, the dance era, Soldier Boy, yeah. and I was like, uh, this stuff don't, it's not. It's too, it don't resonate with me, even yeah. even me yeah, being, being a kid. A kid. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's fun, and but it's like, uh, I could do this. Like, it's just, it wasn't nothing that was blowing me away. So when I started kind of writing, um, I kind of started to notice I was leaning towards more lyrical artists, but I didn't really discover lyrical artists like for real, for real until 09 when I was in ninth grade and I discovered the group Slaughterhouse with uh, Royce and, and Joe Budden, Crooked Eye and Joel. Mm-hmm. And um, what's so crazy is the very, I wasn't, you remember I called you 
Like yo son Like like three years ago Like yo I just heard Joe Budden rap For the first time Oh that really? Slaughter on song Like I never heard Joe I heard Cause when Pump It Up came out I was in the county jail So I, okay. I, I missed And that was his thing So I missed that And then You didn't I, really do nothing Like that big sense Yeah so. And then one day I was listening to Shade 4 or 5 And a song came on And Joe Budden killed that shit I called that nigga Late as hell Like yo I didn't know Joe Budden was like that, bro. I didn't but, either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he liked that, though. He nice. Yeah, like, yeah, like, that no, nigga's nice. Ever since then, I followed everything. That nigga's like that, dog. Like, yeah. my partner put me up on him. We not going to make this about him because it's about you. But <laughs> my partner put me up on him and shit, like, a long time ago. I just wasn't focused on that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, so, I got to get you know, credit with credit. Like, dude. even with Joel Ortiz, like, he like He, he nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it's some niggas all through. It's a lot of niggas who like that, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like, throw a couple of your favorites out there. Like uh, you, all of them, yeah. all four of them. Uh, oh, so did you discover them to as, as a group? Okay, I okay. Hadn't, like I had seen Royce Pryor on the Beef DVDs. Yeah, that's the only time I seen. And him. that wasn't for rapping, right? He just was a rapper. On I him. had seen Joel once on uh, MTV Jams. I had never heard of Crooked Eye. I had seen Joe or Joe Budden from the Pump It Up. Yeah, but I it was just like oh okay. And right. then, but when I heard the the song, uh, I think it's the one from their first album. I was like, oh. Okay, so are you up on Strong Arm Steady? No, I don't That was Mitchie Slick, okay, Cardon Steady is like the, the, the first, first time niggas who was solo got together. Okay. Okay, so, but they rappers too. So that's Mitchie Slick, Crondine. You know who Crondine is? I, I'm, He's I'm not albino. Gonna... Oh, he called too. He, he called, he albino, and he was on, I think I want to say like he had a reoccurring role on Empire. No, Black Lightning. He had a reoccurring role mm. on Black Lightning, but the, hey, listen, dog. He strong like arm, that. steady. Strong was, arm, was, was, Mitchie was, Slick, a straight gangster nigga, but he can. But rap. he hip hop, yeah, but he hip hop. But the, hey, that was the, that was showing niggas that you could do it. Get up on him, yeah, bro. Yeah, just, oh, the music sure. is timeless. This, they, yeah, yeah, shit, it's been probably 10, 11 years. But I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. strong arm, steady. Who's some more of your like favorite? Who, who's oh, more? Uh, yeah, is exhibiting strong arm steady? I think he so. introduced strong arm steady. He was oh, like, okay. you feel what I'm saying? Like, because he was the biggest name at the time. Because well, is it more of a West Coast group? It is a West, West Coast, Coast group. group. Yeah. So exhibit had a run, and kind of toward the end, he was like bringing them up. You feel what I'm but saying? But they all was but all, they all official. But it's the same yeah. thing. It's the same as Zach Bang at Slaughterhouse. They came together like Voltron. Yeah, but he liked that. But who else? Uh, I, later I started to get more into Detroit artists, and that's when I discovered Elza. Okay, um, it's one of the coders, yeah, rappers, yeah, 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 crazy. Um, and then that's kind of this isn't Detroit anymore, but I discovered like Ninth Wonder. Okay. I discovered Fonte, Little Brother. I started going back. I started listening to all the old Nas stuff. Okay, um, and then but really, what really stuck with me was the the Fonte, the Rhapsodies, the whole like Jamla, yeah, click over there with Ninth Wonder. Uh, I like listening to Elza. Uh, what about Big L? You like Big L? You know, I never, I never got to the Big L. Some of the older, like East Coast New old, York yeah. stuff is it, it didn't like age it. well. It didn't age yeah, well. And yeah, and I, I, like, I, I can listen I, to Reasonable Doubt. I can listen to what was Nas's first one. I can't remember. It was name. written. No, 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 no. no Nas' no, no. first one is Illmatic. Illmatic. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. listen to those two, but everything after that for both from both of those artists, I. She remember. ready to die in age. Yeah, ready to die in age. Well, at all. Ain't ain't no big deal. I mean, I, I've never heard "Ready to Die" in its entirety sequence through. I never heard from one to whatever, and it's not like I just wasn't in the East Coast hip hop back then. Like our music was uh, Memphis, Northern California, Northern California yeah. uh, Texas, Atlanta, early, early Atlanta. You know, not, what I'm it, it wasn't even Atlanta. It, it was Decatur. It, yeah, uh, well, uh, straight from the deck. What was the boys uh, called? Uh, Ghetto Mafia. Ghetto Mafia, straight from the like, deck. So, you feel yeah. 
We used to be underground hip hop historians, but it's just the so underground changed. Right. Today, while we're talking, 10,000 people just released songs. That yeah, were, I was just about to say yeah. that. Uh, in 2009, <laughs> when I discovered Slaughterhouse, I discovered the internet. Yeah, yeah. Oh. When I discovered the internet. So that, that was the beginning the of the end. Tech Nines, the, oh, the Hopsons. Nine. Yeah, yeah. The, I discovered all of those early YouTube guys, and uh, that's what kind of made me feel like, oh, I can, I could do this. I right. guess yeah, I just teach myself right. how to do these things. And that's when I bought my first mic and my, birth, my, my first set of Pro Tools. And that's why I now decided how does mom to to feel college. about this? Oh, she's not for it at all. Still <laughs> to this day? I, probably not, no. That's because you won't help her with the internet, nigga. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, right. She want to hear some of her old music. You come and talk about tech nine. She want to hear some prints. You know Yo, what I'm saying? She do hit me up every once in a while. Like, uh, you know any uh, like streaming services that play black movies? And I'm like, mom. <laughs> if it's not the Oprah one or like a Tyler Perry one, you just not gonna find a bunch. No, of no, no, she got to go to Tubi, man. Yeah. That, like, they like, got a whole black it's, and it's and it's all free. Oh, yeah, I, I gotta yeah, let her know. Yeah, 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 let her know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so, like you, you, so you saying when you buying this? Is she actually buying this stuff? No, you I'm, I'm buying it in the ninth grade. Yeah, I'm no, I'm buying it because at the time, oh, this is so many holes. Uh, so I was a church musician. Okay. Um, and they was paying me. Uh, yeah. So what you play in church? Uh, I play piano. Okay, so cool. Self-taught? No. Uh, so I started off getting classical lessons, and then I um, started playing by ear. Okay. Um, and then I was playing for different, well, for one church, but we was, like, traveling around and stuff. And they was paying, you know, $5, $10 each week, and I was saving it up. And then I bought my mic. And yeah, they was jipping you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you can play the piano. And yeah, they yeah. writing that up on taxes. They, they paid you 100 Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a family church, so. Yeah. You know, no, I'm just I, joking. I know, but yeah. Being able to play the piano, I think, is so amazing. That makes you know, sense now with the jazz and the boom bap to me. Now that makes perfect sense. I, I am sense. drawn to. Yeah. I didn't make that beat, but I am drawn to beats that have some more jazz. Do you still play the piano? Yeah, from time to time. Yeah. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, that's something you can't never. I want my daughter to play piano so bad, man. She just and she got the fingers for it, right? She just, she just right now, she just ain't interested. But I just feel like those type of skills you could always eat, no matter what. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you got to think like we hear a Dr. Dre beat, but we don't. So most people don't understand that them horns, that piano, people them, playing, them people it. he called to come play that. Yeah, session so Dre will call you. Hey, I hey, what you doing? Okay, get on. The That's how right Scott now. Storch got hot because yeah. he could play the keys. That's yeah. all Scott Storch was is Dre's key man. man. That's what yeah. they used to call him, the piano man. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So I just think the piano, the violin. I just think those like and, and a horn. I, I think the flute. I, I, w I would want my daughter to learn how to play the flute. It, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. she could carry it around. Like don't. I mean, if you grab the trombone, okay, cool. I'm with that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's bigger than you. So what other instruments can you play? Uh, that's my main one in high school. I kind of dabbled with this instrument called the timpani. Okay, what uh, is that? It's like a. It's more of an orchestral instrument, but it's like these two huge drums, and you can tune them. Uh, so you know how drums don't really have a key, yeah. but you can tune these to a key. Okay, and so you kind of bang them like this, and it's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Where they, where y'all be kind of set up in the front? Yeah, they kind of like it's like it could be three of them, so it'd be like uh, like a drum here, drum drum here. They all tune to a different key, yeah. and depending on the the song, you yeah. just bang one. You taught yourself how to play that too. Uh, well, I just basically by that time I was already playing by ear. Okay. So basically, I just once I knew what key the song was in, I could just tune it and just play it. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So when you buy your first mic, like you remember the first song you recorded? I do not know. Uh, I do remember there was this process uh, where I would actually before I even bought the mic, I remember I used to record uh, audio on my MP3 player, then I would put it on my computer, and then I would use Windows Movie Maker. Um, super old where you would uh, layer the 
the acapella over like the beat, but it was only one track. So you would have the acapella like slowly fading in and the um the aca- oh no the beat slowly fading in and the acapella fading out because you couldn't use separate tracks. Yeah. yeah. So like for a, a, a like maybe two minutes in the middle of the song, it'll be perfect. And then at the end of the song, either the voice is too loud or the beat is too loud. Yeah. But either way, that was the first time I like released stuff on like Facebook or whatever. Yeah, but why you doing this? You actually learn how to engineer. Yeah. Yeah, was just I was just trying to find any type of way to put something out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I bought my first mic, I don't remember the first song I recorded, but I do remember all the videos I watched trying to learn how to what reverb is and what this is and compression and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah that's dope. So when you uh so not all through high school, this is like is this like I want to do this forever, or this is like, okay, uh, I like doing it, but I also like something else. Like, how oh, no, instrumental that was, was this in your life? Uh, it was the main thing I was focusing on, but at the same time, I didn't have the confidence in it um, just because, you know, my mom wasn't supportive of it. Yeah. And, you know, when you're an only child, that's pretty much your only Sup- support system. With a single mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at th- I was doing it, um, but it was more so like I was doing it in secret. Okay. And it wasn't until I became more of an adult that I started being like, all right, I, you know, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it. Now, the whole time you're doing this, are you still active in the church playing the piano and yeah. all of that? So yeah, how is the church feeling about this? Or do they know? Uh, they don't really know. Oh, They don't know. really know. Because uh, you said it was a family church. Yeah, some yeah. of my family members might have might have known, but the the ones who would have been critical of it, the, the older generation, yeah. wasn't really on the internet, so they, they didn't really know. Okay. okay. But you could play that piano for Jesus, boy. Yeah, get as up long, there. yeah, as long as I was doing that, <laughs> yeah. as long as I showed up to rehearsal, it was, yeah. it was okay. And so, like, are, like, what is your friend circle like at this time? Because, uh, like, I'm just trying to, like, are you, were you, like, a straight loner? Like, you had, like, one nah. partner? Uh, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, because yeah, somebody got to be like, yo, that's tight, dog. You feel yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? So like, keep doing it. Or he don't got nobody to say that, so that's why he was saying, like, he wasn't yeah, as confident. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. So, I, in middle school, I made a couple friends who ended up doing music. In high school, I was the only one really. What well, high school did you attend? I went to University League in Gross Point. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's another reason why I stayed out of trouble because I was in Gross Point in those years where I would have been deformed. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, but ain't so. nothing wrong with staying out of trouble, man. That needs to be praised more. Like trouble only leads to more trouble. That only leads to niggas getting out of jail when they forty and they went when they was sixteen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or or they died when they was eighteen, nineteen. Oh, so ain't nothing wrong because I had thought about it yesterday and I said, you know what, man, I gotta stop subscribing to the type of black people that I subscribe to. With my thinking and stuff like that Because that's why you get the same narratives That you get that is only sports Entertainment or the streets because You don't know nobody whose parents is a doctor mm-hmm. Because of who you around Now you in Gross Point it, It's black doctors who kids there and stuff And it's a different experience Like yeah, you know what I'm saying Like some of these like in different con- like in Washington County, because I was just looking like bro had put me up on Washington County, and I'm like, yo, I might want to live out here. And he was like, so it was, it was, he said, and your kids are the only it won't ever be the only black kid somewhere, no matter where you live at in Washington County, because you know when you make it out, you 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 your daughter get to go to the best schools, but it's only her. And now she's the target of all type of just cause her hair different or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so it's the it's the type of black people that black people subscribe to, why they feel how they feel about everything going on around them. And I think we like I think that richer black people who you know what I'm saying, and, and people from the neighborhood or whatever, they need to have a medium where they can meet and show you that it's a difference. Hey bro, ain't nobody ever shot one hoop in my family and we got all of this. 
that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's and all obtainable. It's all obtainable yeah. because we only see it as sports entertainment or the streets. Like you said, well, drug dealing didn't appeal to me because ain't nothing. You you feel yeah, I can like, afford a white I can afford a white t-shirt too. <laughs> like that, we looking the same. But back in the '80s, drug dealing was so appealing because a nigga 14 pulling up on you, pulling out thousands of dollars, jumping out of bins, and mm-hmm. you like, I want to do what he doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You meet your your friends in high school and in middle school, and when do you when is they telling you like you tight? Like who telling you you tight? Uh, probably my closest friend from middle school. His name is Fonz. I mean, you won't know him from anywhere, but uh, yeah. Oh, Fonz from no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so he was also rapping too, and we was pretty much that was it was pretty much pretty much just me and him okay. just kind of rapping and. Uh, I mean, you get the you post some on Facebook. You get the people who know you, like, oh, this is good. Keep working. You know, that stuff didn't really mean nothing to me because they know you, so they just yeah, want you to, yeah, yeah. And but as far as somebody that like whose opinion I actually cared about, it was probably his. Yeah, yeah that's dope. Y'all he, still friends to this day? Yeah, I was actually just uh, hanging out with him yesterday. So yeah, that's cool. dope. What's up, Fonz, cool. man? Up, Appreciate I try, I try you to support. See him every home. time I'm in the city. Yeah. 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 Did you come just for this? Yep. Oh, that's uh, fucking a couple love. other yeah. things. Yeah. 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 So yeah, <laughs> that's dope, man. Because dope. you said you listened, right? So the first thing you said, I listened. I heard this. How did you discover it? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. We were just looking. For, once I put out the song, I was just looking for opportunities to try yeah. to connect with some people in the city. Yeah. Um, and then I came across the, uh, the Courtney Bell interview yeah. y'all did, yeah. Yeah. and I came across his music, and that was important to me. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be someone who. I wanted to connect with someone who connect with artists that I felt was similar to myself. Yeah, right. That makes so like, sense. If, if y'all just interviewed a bunch of other type of music, I would have been like, oh, it's not worth it. Right, right. Because they might not even under, we might we might not have understood. Yeah. So, but when I when I heard Courtney Bell's music and then you know the conversation y'all had, I was like, oh yeah, I need to see if I can get in contact with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we happy you reached that, out, dog. Yeah, yeah Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the uh, song Groundhog's Day, man. And uh, like I heard some humor in there, but what I really heard is like. Somebody who got something to say Right You feel what I'm saying right. Like the most important thing For an MC Is to make sure You, you got say something, something to say You yeah. know what I mean Like uh, like he said Like A lot of people Been led down the wrong path Because of what somebody said You feel what I'm saying Like it's, it's, it, it is what it is Yeah bro. but that's how that's, They got there That's how we Like that's how we got To wanting to be The biggest drug dealer Because we heard We seen somebody Who we thought did that And then you will find out Like they your didn't. son Ain't even cut like that <laughs> Right, I'm yeah. out here trying to live this shit. Right, and me? the music, like I see in my age, man. I like we part of the generation that helped destroy a lot of shit by being misled because we 38 years old, right? So we were born in '82. We hip hop babies, like right, that. Right. We like we discovered hip hop like it was still new. You know what I'm saying? So. And we seen the changes, but we didn't understand the changes. Like back in the day, like when C. Dolores Tucker and all of them was trying to ban Pac and all of that, the shit they were saying is absolutely correct. What they were, the everything that they were predicting what happened actually happened. But we young, we listening to Pac, so fuck Dolores Tucker and all of that. And, and then I also look at that as like, uh, I never take off the table that she could have been paid to, to say that to make it bigger. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, right, right. But gangster we, rap wasn't a thing. Ice T is the first, first person gang- who yeah. said gangster. OG, original gangster, right? It was Ice T. Before that, it was no such thing as, as a genre of rap. rap. Yeah, it was all you feel rap. What I'm saying? And then that's when 
all of this stuff came out about gangster rapping. And it, they did the same thing with crack. It was like a commercial. Like when crack came out, like they ran a news story across the nation, the same exact words. And, and then two, four, and seven. Crack. So back crack. in the day, crack. when the president came on the speak, crack, yeah, yeah, it was because everybody who was using crack called it bass rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying Or free base You know what I'm saying Nobody yeah. called it Nobody crack called it crack Until, until this story. The, uh, We was uh, watching the documentary It was Richard Pryor Or something Is that Freeway Rick No no the act Richard Pryor the Oh comedian. when he was free base Yeah, yeah he burnt himself up First time when they called it crack Or something like that No they right. no, no, they called it crack Because uh, Was it George Bush Or Ronald Reagan Whoever went on there And did a commercial Hey if you take this baking soda And put it in this cocaine really? And add water It's gonna make this Crack. This is crack cocaine, the most dangerous drug known to man. And it was like back in the day when the president came on to it was only two, four, and seven. Right, right. So right. everybody across the America's watching it. So it's they knew what it'd do. You know what I'm saying? So it's niggas. They like, did the same thing with rap, essentially. Yeah. With gangster rap. You feel what I'm saying? And then that's when we get gangster rap. That's when we get everybody wanting to be gangster. You feel what I'm saying? Because before that, like you can't sell me a lifestyle that's gonna send me straight to jail. That's true. Like you feel what I'm saying, but then when they got to looking cool and who you see with the gangster rappers, you see a trail of women on their arm. You feel? I mean, you know, you so so imagine a guy who never had what he deemed as a pretty woman. He want the woman that everybody deems as pretty when it's really just based on what you like. But everybody, so the gangster rapper got that. The gangster rapper, and we seeing videos, and then you don't. It's not till you grown or understand. For most people, this is rented. You rent these women for the video. You rent this house. You rent these cars. When they call, say cut, these guys going back and living way worse than you, and you work. You feel me? And you so you chasing this death style because that's what it is. You know and what I'm saying? And then when somebody come who can rap and they don't push that, you got to work a little harder because we've been sold that. Like More people live Groundhog's Day like this than gangster rap Groundhog's Day. You feel what I'm saying? That's something I learned when I got to corporate America that like, you know, all, even all the white people who you see them listening to some of the stuff that we would probably say is destroying our community. They take it as pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. <laughs> pure but entertainment. the life they live is Groundhog Day. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And that's the life they were raised to live. That's the life right. they're going to live today. Yeah, that's what that's I'm about to say. That's, that was taught to. That life. Retiring is part of that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all, like, I just feel like that people should do whatever the universe is pulling them to do, man. Because, like, your job will stop you from taking what the universe got. Because, like, like me, I make good money, man, at my job. I go to work. Like, so I'm not in this position that I'm necessarily dependent on anything from entertainment because I'm not in a desperate position. Like, if a nigga make $20,000 a year and somebody offer him $50,000 a year, he's going to quit his job. 100%. He's going to blow the $50,000, and he's going to be back broke before anything even take off. But you can't even offer me that little because I could just go to work and make that, like, I'm not about to If I go to work for Three months straight Straight overtime But I know when I lift my head back up I'm gonna come out with something That's the same way If I was grinding a brick Three months straight I lift my head up I came out with something But people The kind Going to work The concept of going to work And not thinking that Putting in work for music Is actually work Is where the divide is With people They sell you entertainment As if You rap You about to make it You don't Got no job no more Rap is actually a harder job a, yeah, It's actually 100%. worse than a 9 to 5 Because you're 20, you're 24 hours it, It's because you If Jay-Z call you at 3 in the morning You go get up and get that call But if you got off at 1 o'clock in the morning And want to go to sleep 
And then at three in the morning you sleep and you not focused on no rap. Maybe somebody go call you go sleep better. But it's you always on edge. We used to rap, you know what I'm saying? Like we used to rap and we made a big name for ourselves and we accomplished every goal that we wanted to accomplish because when we started to rap, we didn't even know that you could get a record deal. We mm-hmm. we 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 was born in eighty two, we started rapping in like ninety one, ninety two. So we was kids and we grew up and by the time by the time we was ten years in, a whole decade of it. We 20 years old. Right, right. We dedicated half of our life to this. Now something got to shake. What the fuck is going on? Because now we seeing that it's a business. And that and, and then they also separate. Like, they feel like if you can rap good, you don't know business. You you either an artist or you know business. And I hate that narrative too, man. I'm just not cool with that. You yeah, know what no, I'm saying? Yeah. So before you dropped Groundhog's Day, you uh, released a two-pack. Mm-hmm. Talk so, about Delicious. Uh, those are just two songs I had from uh, 2018, actually. But it was just, it was kind of at a time where I was kind of not really making music like that. I was kind of really depressed. And um, those are just the two songs that I just happened to make. And I know Crossroads, um, it was kind of just saying, like, I, I'm taking a path that a lot of people around me didn't take. Right. And, and when you said you was depressed. What, what was bro- depressed? What brought yeah. that on? Yeah. yeah. Um. If you if you don't mind, yeah, no, no, I, I can get into it. Uh, so it was the kind of the first time. This is gonna sound kind of racist, but this is the first time I was really around white people like that. It's not racist it's at not all racist because at you all. grew up in the inner city. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, if you anytime seen, you seen white people, it was an authoritative yeah, right, position, authoritative teacher, teacher or something or, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we grew up around white people, so we know that was that poorer than us. Can be poorer than you. Most black people growing up in the inner city think that white people uh, automatically snap their fingers and they don't live in poverty. When if you actually if you on the east side if you actually go right up to Warren it's a poor white people it's trailer parks and they super poor and it's just not it's a single wide trailers you feel me that's worse than the projects it's uh, touching the wall yeah, yeah, but yeah. go into that oh yeah it was um it was mostly just because you kind of get you get a culture shock yeah right. and you you go into this workplace you go into this environment you just used to being how you are and this is when you left home. So yeah, you, so I'm in Chicago at this time. So you going you so you going through the depression in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, um, you know, I had already been in Chicago for about probably about six years at this point. Yeah. Um, Before you start interacting with white people for real. Yeah, because I was working retail and retail. I wasn't in corporate America, but in retail is mostly yeah. black and Hispanic in Chicago. Yeah. Where you was working at? Like Express, I worked at a, a J Crew, I worked yeah. at a stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I got into corporate America that I'm starting to see middle class white, like they my age, but they come from middle class families. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and it's a complete culture shock. And I don't got nothing in common with none of these people. Yeah. So you talking about loneliness? Yeah. You talking about getting up every day, spending eight hours at a job, you can't talk to nobody. Yeah, you right. really yeah, you lo- so 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 yeah, no, you don't feel alone, you feel lonely. And that's the difference because when you were a single kid or when you were an only child, you was just alone. You didn't even know what loneliness was. Yeah. But now you like, I'm lonely. Good now I'm aware of it. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm in a city all by myself. Right, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like yep. I, everything said in. So, so how did you uh how did you get how did you shake up out of that, man? Uh, so it took a while. I, I think at a certain point I hit a, a low point and right. I was like, why do I care so much about these things that are depressing me? And I think that's when I really just had this light bulb moment where I was like, why am I not making music? Yeah. Like, because I'm not doing anything else either. Right. And so you really just, just going to work, going home. Literally. Going work, going yeah. Home. Yeah. Going home, are you eating Harold's chicken at this time? Yes, what about I mean a lot of uh, stuff I shouldn't be eating. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even really like hair like that, but yeah. I did eat. Yeah, it nobody quite does. A bit. Uh, that's not a shot to them, but like nobody outside of Chicago really 
champion that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Chicago people. What's up, Abby? Yeah, my nigga going to Chicago. My my uh my one of my best friends. He from Chicago as well. He uh he going back uh in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, yo, son. He like, I'm bringing you some heroes back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just like, I guess. Uh, no, I'm like, yeah, better. Oh, than yeah. See, he never had it. I had. It. Yeah, oh, see, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Traveled there for work. I, I, well, first of all, I understand the corporate America thing a thousand percent. And the retail America. That's why I retail too. And I actually was getting higher up in retail. Then I, then I made my transition to corporate America And like I, I get it man Like being a black male In corporate America you like I, I could do without You yeah. feel what I'm saying like and Depending on the company you feel what I'm saying But yeah. I mean I work for a, a, a decent company In the eyes of some people Some people would kill to work here and I'd be like Yo I could do without because I'm like First of all when you were uh, Creative when you were creative sitting anywhere in front of something for eight, sitting at the studio for eight hours is nothing I, I, and it actually goes too fast but when you sitting here in front of this computer and you keep doing the same or you working or like i'm an auto worker bro it's, it's so like, you know what that, I'm saying? that sucked the creativeness out of you and then you get you you kind of get sucked in and you, you get sucked into a depression and yeah. what i mean is like you try to rationalize why the job this is, is okay. cool why is it okay? Like you know what I'm saying. When creating, and then when you but when you get home, you like that shit ain't cool. You know what when I'm you saying? were creative, when you you like I don't even have to second guess why I think making music is cool or you feel what I'm saying or it makes I me even, happy. I don't yeah. even care if people yeah. think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, like it just makes me like. happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely understand that. You know what I'm saying. So when you started to overcome that, like how did you feel like breaking up out of that? Because some people never slip out of that. Um, I'm a, it, I guess the, the logical part of my mind just finally kicked in maybe. Yeah. And like I said, I was, I wasn't making music and I wasn't doing anything else. So it's like, so I moved all the way to Chicago to do what I could have did in Detroit. Right. So, and at least I would have knew people. At least I would have known people. So what Ooh, the first cold, thing, hit you with the cold correction. Boom. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. English oh, major. Shit. I <laughs> Thank you though. I'm trying to, I'm working on, I'm about to go back to college and take English and creative writing classes. Oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, um, so I could talk shit to the professor because I'm an award winning author and I'm going to say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead though. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I'm like, if I'm, I'm all the way out here and Chicago's a more expensive city and everything. Ooh. So it's like, I'm, I'm just, what am I doing? So I finally, the, the, the very first thing I did is I just Googled a recording studio. Okay. And I just tried to find one that was an affordable price. And then that's when I just went to the studio. And ever since then, um, I just been pushing. And that's when I released that. That's why I released those two songs. Then I released Groundhog Day like a month later. And I'm like trying to find people in right. yeah. pocket. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to get on my yeah. ground. You in there, bro. You, you in there. there. Yeah. So uh, before we get up out of here, I want to talk about your podcast. You okay. got a podcast, Gravity, with uh, Carl Lewis. Let's talk. Uh, Two guys with a lot to say but nothing to talk about. That's a cold. Ta- that's a cold line. You know what too. I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're a writer. Nigga. Yeah, you're a writer. <laughs> I see how you just corrected my brother. Nigga. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, we so, see. so let's talk about the podcast. We want to come on. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, wait a minute. Where y'all record at? In Chicago. Yeah, it's in Chicago. Uh, so y'all, we call I mean, it. I made the trip here. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't go going to Chicago. Chicago. I don't go nowhere. You can't take your gun and the criminals got guns, bro. I, I can't do it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen, and I should have every right that I have everywhere. You, you know what I'm saying? But we we we, we could jump on the Zoom or something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. no, that, that's literally you feel what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if I can carry my gun in the state of Michigan because it's legal, and I'm still the same tax-paying, law-abiding citizen, and coming to Chicago, I'm going to pay tolls. Want to pay for parking? You feel yes, you're going to suck more money out of me, and true. I can't have my strap. I get caught with my strap. You just treat me like some criminal. It's not happening. You won't get. I see the nigga in Chicago me. with a rocket launcher. You're right. 
And I can't have my pistol. Yeah. You feel me? And my white family from Chicago, nigga. No, I don't make the trip. Yeah, you feel, I feel me? that because yeah. I feel like shit like that should be legal everywhere. Like I got a license to do this. You, I can drive in Chicago, right? Yeah. So that license is better, right? Something yeah. to protect. But you. let's talk about the podcast, though. How, uh, how to just uh, how to get started? So I was uh, sitting with some homies and we was just talking. And so you made friends. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. how did you make these friends? Was it through the studio? No, no, no. Oh, this okay, is just okay. like people I knew in college. Okay, uh, okay, okay. You know, I always had it's it's like I didn't have a lot of homies in music. But okay, I always okay. had people around. Yeah, it was a joke, it's, man. You you're a pretty likable guy. We know. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know you got friends. Yeah. You just for the friend. listeners, I want them to know that <laughs> like I wasn't just alone all the time. Yeah, but ain't nothing wrong with that. Just that that's a great way to stay out of trouble. Creative side yeah. of it. Yeah. Because it's hard to find like minded people. Oh, one hundred percent. You feel what I'm saying? Because you start be like, Yeah, just cause I don't want the only thing that we have in common to be that we do the same thing far as a music yeah. world. Because that's like being having a work friend. Yeah. yeah, and you know what I realized, and this is something I realized that kind of helped me out of the depression, is a lot of your friendships is based on just that. Either y'all, like whether it's good or bad, but y'all got one thing in common. It could be drinking, it could be smoking, right. it could be music. And once that thing disappears, yeah, 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 you don't even, the whole friendship that, that be like relationships too, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, and then you, your girl don't smoke weed no more, and you're looking at her like, you I ain't that tight. Yeah, like, damn, we used to look good together high. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's just me. We was uh, we were just chilling. Somebody was like, uh, you know, you should start a podcast because you just got all these thoughts and like the way you talk or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. So it's just literally I just hit up my friend because Carl wasn't there. But I hit up Carl. I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And he was like, yeah. Now, like, what made you call Carl out of all the uh, some of the original people that I was supposed to do? It dropped out. Yeah. Um, and so I just called him because he's usually pretty much. Not busy and he's usually free to just do stuff. Um, and we have similar personalities, but the way life worked out, we didn't interact with each other a lot. We knew yeah. of each other, yeah. right? Right. So I was like, you know what? This would be a good time to actually get to know him, and a good time for us to kind of just like talk about nothing and everything at the same time. And where where can people check this out at? Uh, it's on YouTube. My YouTube is J Maurice, just J A E, and then Maurice. Well, they actually could get at you through a website because you launched your website oh, when shit. you launched yeah. your uh, yeah. when you launched Grindhouse Day. So uh, give them the website and stuff. Oh, so, they, uh, so well, you can actually find everything that I'm doing is right. jmaurice.com. That's J A E, and then Maurice M A U R I C E dot com. You can yeah. find all my music. You can find all links. So that's where we want. So that's yeah, we yeah go there. Discover you through your website, and then add them on all your socials and all of that. But you definitely can't get straight to the podcast by clicking the, uh you go and then you click the tab and boom it's go pop up however you do your youtube you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so uh aj if they want to get at you how they could get at you through your website <laughs> what's your website one sljackson.com one sljackson.com you can't order you a, a a copy of animal instinct the urban jungle if you order one and send it to me i will autograph it and send it back to you and i will actually cover the cost of the shipping if you do that and i won't send it through the u.s mail i will make sure you actually get it back that's what's up, bro. Because uh, <laughs> they on some snail mail shit for real. Uh, we appreciate you coming, man. Making a trip, me. man. Yeah, like, definitely, uh, man. You got a nice energy, man. We always tell our first time guests, don't make it your last time. Oh yeah, uh, keep us in tune with whatever you're doing, man. Whatever we can do to assist you, man. We uh, we uh, do that, bro. Because we just want to see good people, uh, dreams come to fruition. You know, you put the music out for people to listen to. So if we can put a one more listener on it, man. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate we that. we definitely want to see you go far, man. With the podcasting and all of that, man, it's a great space to be in. Uh, uh, I'm AJ. I'm SJ. I, I want, want for my, my brother, brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.